Hello, I'm Father Greg. Good evening. Welcome to our Lectio Divina. Let's begin our Lectio with a short prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hear our prayers, O Lord, so that what was promised by the sanctifying power of your word may everywhere be accomplished through the working of the gospel, and that all your adopted children may attain what the testimony of truth has foretold. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Alright, welcome once again to our Lectio Divina. I'm sure na may miss you na rin itong Lectio Divina for many weeks because of this pandemic situation. And of course, our Lectio Divina has a modified version. It's a Lectio Divina online. Uh, that's beautiful. It's a Lectio Divina online. Of course, we will still follow the four parts of the Lectio Divina. But before we go to that, I would like to invite all of you to take your Bibles. Sige, sige, kunin nyo yung Bible nyo. No? Bihira. Dapat meron kayong Bible sa inyong mga kamay. While some of you are taking their Bibles, so there are four parts of this lecture. There's the meditats or there's the lecture, which is the reading of the Word of God. And then there's the meditatio, which is actually the explanation of the Word of God. It's a kind of a little Bible study. That's the reason why it's a modified version of Alexio Divina. And then after this uh, meditatio, there's the contemplatio, which is actually the reflection. The Some questions that will uh, try to, to imbibe in our life and we will try to question our life so that in turn, we may put into action the Word of God. From time to time, the contemplation will be inserted also in the Lectio Divina, not necessarily at the end. And then finally, there is the Oratio, which is actually the prayer on the Word of God. Okay, so you have your Bible ready? Let's begin. Let's begin now with the Lectio or the reading of the Word of God. The reading of the Word of God, of course, is the Gospel this coming Sunday, the sixth Sunday of Easter. John chapter 14, verses 15 to 21. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Advocate to be with you always. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it neither sees nor knows Him, but you know Him, because He remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them, 
is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's go to the Meditatio. Of course, the reading we just heard is part of what we call the Farewell Discourse of Jesus. If you remember last Sunday, the fifth Sunday, that was already the beginning of the Farewell Discourse of Jesus. And kagaya ng mga kahit na anong Farewell Discourse, eh nakakalungkot po yun. Bakit? Pag ang isang tao nagpapaalam na Uh, nagbibigay ng farewell discourse, either that person is living for a long time or that person is about to to die. Diba? Nakakalungkot talaga. And so, Jesus Christ, in the same way, He is giving His farewell discourse. Because this farewell discourse was during the Last Supper. Kaya, nakakalungkot rin. And in this farewell discourse, Jesus Christ is trying to assure them Don't worry. Don't let your hearts be troubled. If you remember the gospel of last Sunday. Have faith in God. Have faith also in me. Huwag kayong matakot. Huwag kayong mag-alala. Magtiwala ka lang sa Diyos at magtiwala ka sa akin. And now, that is the continuation of this farewell discourse. And in this gospel, let me give you these three important things. It is actually the favorite themes of St. John. And what are these three themes? Love, the Holy Spirit, and the intimate unity. Love, Holy Spirit, and intimate unity. Okay, love. Love, you know very well, in Greek terms, they have actually three or four different words for love. There is the agape. There is the philip. Philia, there is the storge, and of course, there is also what they call the eros. The agape is the highest form of, of love because it's a sacrificial, sacrificing love. But the philia is actually the love between friends. The storge is the love between parents and children. All the eros is actually what they call the sexual passion. Of course, the highest form is agape. And in the Gospel of John, there are more than about 57 times that John used the word agape. And time to time also the phileo. 57 times. Imagine St. John using this word. Because for him, love is a very important theme in his Gospel. And in the Gospel we just read, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. And then, at the end of the gospel, one who has my commandments and keeps them, that person is the one who loves me. So the beginning and the end of the gospel is actually talking about love. And one thing that is very important here to take note is the linkage between love and obedience. Kung mahal mo ako, sumunod ka sa akin, di ba? E ganun rin naman kahit nasa pamilya. Kung mahal na mga anak, ang magulang, susunod kayo sa magulang. Di ba? And one way of showing 
the love of husband to the wife or wife to the husband is also by obedience. Kaya nga, obedience is the sign of love. It is actually a very important companion of love. Now, what is the question here? Dasa sinabi ni Jesus, If you love me, keep my commandments. Eh, ano yung commandments na yun? In order that we will show that we love Him. So, what are the commandments for John? Actually, kay John, kukunti lang talaga yung explicit commandment ni Lord. Pag binasa mo yung Gospel ni Matthew, mas marami. Ang dami kaya. Just imagine the Beatitudes. Just imagine, in the Gospel of Matthew, you will find, for example, You have heard, thou shalt not kill. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother is already liable to judgment. You have heard, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say to you, once you see a woman lustfully, you already commit a sin. And then if someone, you know, hit you on your right cheek, bigay mo rin yung kabila. If someone tells you to go one mile, you go another mile. Eh, para mga commandments yan. Pero kay John, wala yung mga ganyan. For John, practically, there are very few commandments. In fact, we can even summarize it into one. And what is that? I give you a new commandment. If you remember John 15:12, Love one another as I have loved you. Ngayon, kung susuriin pa natin, Father, baka mayroon pang iba. Yes. Actually, if you remember when Jesus Christ washed the feet of the apostles and He told them, I give you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. So that is also a kind of a commandment. And not only that, do not let your house be troubled if you remember last Sunday. Trust in God, trust also in me. That is a kind of a commandment. And if you will read the letter of John, because besides there's the gospel, there's the letter of John. First John chapter 3, verse 24. There explicitly, there are two commandments. Because in John chapter, first John chapter 3, verse 23, it says there, the, he, this is my commandment. And his commandment is this. We should believe in the name of Jesus Christ and love one another. So dalawa, actually. But actually, if you put everything Kay John talaga is actually the commandment of love. Parabang isa lang talaga ang commandment ni Jesus. Why? Because He wants to have a covenant of friendship to each one of us. A relationship of love. So beautiful. Siyempre, tanungin natin ang ating sarili. And this is already part of the contemplatio. You ask yourself personally, what commandments do I struggle to keep? What conversion of mind, heart, and life is the Lord asking me? Huh? Ano bang commandment ni Lord ang mahirap? Siguro, is it trusting Him, especially in this situation now? Trust God, have faith also in me? Or is it love one another as I have loved you? Did you increase your love for your parents, for your, for your brothers or sisters, for your wife or husband, for your relatives, for your neighbor? And then another, 
reflection question here is this. Do I do my religious duties mostly because I love or because I fear? Oh, this one is a very important question that we can ask ourselves. Do I obey God because I love Him or because I'm only afraid of Him? Children, do you obey your parents because you love them or because you're afraid of them? Now, what makes a Christian disciple stand out in the crowd? Because of this commandment, a disciple is known by being part of a community of love, without which discipleship is nothing. So this is the first unique character of a disciple of the Lord. If you are really a disciple of the Lord, you are part of the community of love because you are actually spreading love to your community because you love God and you love His commandments. And the commandment of God is to love one another as God has loved us. The Holy Spirit, as I told you, there are three important themes of this gospel. We have seen already love and now the Holy Spirit. And it's so beautiful in this gospel, so consoling. Jesus said, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another counselor that he may be with you forever. Beautiful. I will pray to the Father and he'll give you another counselor. And that counselor we know very well is the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to this. For John, he insists that the Holy Spirit will come after the ascension of Jesus. Not during his earthly life, actually. So after Jesus ascends into heaven, that's the time the Holy Spirit will come. Kaya nga ito, farewell discourse. But don't worry. Parang sinasabi sa atin, huwag kang magalala, darating rin yan another counselor. Now, this is different from the other synoptic gospel, especially with the gospel of Luke. Oh, Luke is very heavily, heavily, uh, the active, yung presence ng Holy Spirit. Just imagine, even in the first chapter, you can already see how the Holy Spirit came to our Blessed Mother. And then Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then Simeon was guided by the Holy Spirit. Laging sinasabi yan ni Luke. Pero si John, parabang it will only arrive after the ascension. Now, of course, we have to make a distinction in terms. It's the same Holy Spirit, pero yung terms magkaiba. No? So, for example, the neoma. Neoma is the spirit. That is the word that was used by Luke. And this is also the same word that was used by John when Jesus Christ was baptized in the river Jordan. And not only that, if you remember St. Nicodemus, he asked Jesus, how can I be reborn or be born again? And Jesus said, you will be born from above if you are born by water and the Spirit. And that Spirit, the word there, the term that was used was Neuma. Hindi parakletos. The parakletos was used here by John, another counselor. That counselor, that word in Greek is parakletos, not neuma. Kaya neuma 
for baptism, for Nicodemus in baptism, yes, even for St. Luke, he used the word neuma, pero only in John that he used the word parakletos. And what is the meaning of parakletos? This another counselor. Para in Greek means alongside, and kaleo means to call. So parakletos means one who is called at the side of. Kaya nga ang parakletos, the best equivalent of that word in our modern times is the lawyer. Kaya nga ang parakletos is also known as the advocate. Because a lawyer is one who is called at the side of the accused. Ah? Kung sino yung dihado, kung sino yung, yung mahina, dapat i-defend natin yan. That is the duty of the lawyer, to defend the weak, to defend the innocent. Kaya nga, ang parakletos is also known as the advocate, the consoler, a helper. In other words, someone to stand by you. That is the role of this another paraclete. So, sabi ni Jesus, I will give you another counselor, another paraclete. Bakit sinabi ni Jesus another paraclete? Because he is the other paraclete. Itong Holy Spirit is the another paraclete. Let me remember, is only in the Gospel of John that the word parakletos was used. Five times it was used in the whole New Testament. As I have said, most of the time they use the word neoma. Pero dito sa Gospel of John and he in his letter, only five times in the whole New Testament. Four times in his Gospel and one time in his letter. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. And that letter of John, that parakletos refers to Jesus explicitly. That Jesus is a parakletos in his letter. But in this gospel, this is the another parakletos, the other Holy Spirit, or the other advocate. In other words, para nakikita natin, Jesus Christ is also a parakletos. Because he also is an advocate while he was here on earth. Jesus, as a parakletos here on earth, was the mediator. While Jesus, as a parakletos in heaven, he becomes the intercessor. While the Holy Spirit, as a parakletos here on earth, is an intercessor. So, kung kukunin natin, in summary, there is only one mediator, but two intercessors. Mediator is Jesus while he was here on earth, but he, is, he was also a parakletos, a parakletos that is a mediator. But the Holy Spirit is also an intercessor while he was here on earth. And Jesus Christ, when he will ascend into heaven, he will be an intercessor. One mediator, two intercessors, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And it's so beautiful that once this another paraclete is with us, he will stay with us forever. That he may be with you forever. Wow! That is good news, di ba? 
Kaya nga, para bang sinasabi ni Jesus, Okay, I'm living. And one day I will die. But don't worry. This paraklitos will be with you forever. The new paraklitos will be with his disciples everywhere and forever. It's just like what St. Matthew said in chapter 28, verse 20. I am with you always until the end of time. That is the equivalent of Matthew 28, that He will be with us forever. And not only that, Jesus Christ is giving the Spirit of Truth, which is the Paraklitos, whom the world can't receive. You know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. Oh, this is very, very beautiful. Why? Because even though we, in our modern times, we have never seen the historical Jesus, but Jesus Christ is assuring us that whatever the apostles received or were taught by Him, we will also be taught by this Spirit of Truth. Whatever Jesus Christ taught the apostles, the Spirit of Truth will also teach us. So, pareho tayo. Yung kung anong nalaman ng apostles, malalaman rin datin. Kahit na hindi natin nakita si Jesus na naglalakad dito sa lupa, walang problema yun dahil sa kung anong nalaman ng mga apostles kay Jesus, malalaman rin natin. In other words, we become revealers also of God's truth and love the way the apostles were revealers of God's truth and love. We are talking here of the Holy Spirit. Siguro, iniba sa inyo, magtatanong, Father, ano ngayon ang pagkakaiba ng Holy Spirit during the sacrament of baptism? And we also have the sacrament of confirmation. Well, the sacrament of baptism, we receive the Spirit, the neuma of adoption. And we still have another sacrament when we will receive the confirmation. And, The biblical basis of the sacrament of confirmation, you will find that in the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, verses 16 to 17. So here is very clear that it is not enough no, to be baptized. Accepting the word is not enough. They have to receive the Holy Spirit in addition to what they received during baptism. Because the context of this Acts of the Apostles was Peter and John went to Samaria and they prayed for the Samaritans so that they will receive the Holy Spirit. Ayan. This sacrament of confirmation is based on this biblical passage from the New Testament that Peter and John went to Samaria and prayed for the Samaritans that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For it had not yet fallen upon any of them. Huh? And then continuing, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, hindi ba? Nabaptized na sila, pero kailangan pa rin daw dumating ang Holy Spirit. It's very clear that Peter and John went to Samaria and pray that these Samaritans will receive the Holy Spirit, for it had not yet fallen upon any of them. 
because they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Therefore, in order to receive the Holy Spirit, they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. That's beautiful. They received the Holy Spirit. This is actually our sacrament of confirmation. So what makes a Christian disciple stand out now in the crowd? This is another unique character of a disciple of Jesus. A true disciple of Jesus speaks the truth because they become the voice of the Spirit. We have seen previously that a true disciple of Jesus is part of the community of love. This time, a true disciple of Jesus speaks the truth because they become the voice of the Spirit. And lastly, we have the theme of this gospel, the intimate unity. So we have seen love, we have seen the Holy Spirit, and now there is the theme, the intimate unity. Oh, this one is very, very beautiful. You know why? There's a very... Sa ating situation ngayon, marami nagsasabi, Oh, social distancing, you know, in order to avoid the virus. But with God, there's no such thing as social distancing. There's only this intimacy with the Lord. You cannot distance yourself from God. And Jesus Christ, in the gospel, He said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Oh, this is what we call the intimate unity. That the Father is in Jesus, and Jesus is in the Father. And Jesus is in me, and I in Jesus. That is the intimate unity. It's the forever presence of God in us. Not only the Father, not only the Son, but also the Holy Spirit. Because we have seen previously that the Holy Spirit will be with us forever. Kaya nga, in the Gospel of John, this is a very special theme. In fact, if you read more his Gospel, especially in, the, in chapter 17, you will read that the Father... Father, this is the prayer of Jesus. Father, may they be one in us as you are in me and I am in you. May they be one in us as you are in me and I am in you. There is the oneness between the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and, and us. And for John... It's so important because, please remember, when John wrote the gospel, many of his followers were already being persecuted as Christians. And for these Christians to hear this, that means these Christians are not just imitating the Lord. They are actually participating in the life of God. They are actually participating in Jesus wholly, entirely. So, it's so consoling for the listeners of John, huh? that John would tell them, you know, Jesus told us, I will not leave you orphans. And that day you will know that I am in my Father 
and you in me and I am in you. And then later on, towards the end of the gospel, one who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. You know, meron isang theologian, he calls this intimate unity as quatrinity. Of course, we have the trinity and sabi niya, this is quatrinity. Of course, we are not telling, saying here that there are four persons in one God. There's only three persons in one God. But when he said quatrinity, is actually referring to the intimate relationship between Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the believers. Tayo yun. We are part of this relationship of Jesus, Father, and the Holy Spirit. Because I am in the Father, Jesus Christ said. And you, you believers in me, and I, Jesus, in you, believers. And the Holy Spirit will be with you forever. Kaya walang social distancing between us and God. We are actually immersed in the presence of God. And sana nga, kaso hindi nangyari, maganda sana itong gospel nito nag-end ng verse 23. Because it ended with verse 21. But if you go to verse 23 of the gospel, you will find this verse. Those who love me will keep my word and my Father will love them. Hindi ba narinig nga natin sa verse 15? If you love me, you keep my commandments. Ito sabi niya, those who love me will keep my word. It's the same. And my Father will love them. And we... The Father and Jesus will come to these believers to them and make our home with them. Beautiful. Make our home with them. Tayo yun. God the Father, God the Son will make their home with us. This is what we call the quatrinity. That God is always present in our life. So what makes a Christian disciple stand out in the crowd? And this is the third unique character of the disciple of the Lord. Disciple lives in the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A while ago, we have seen the disciple belongs to the community of love. That is the unique character of the disciple. And then later on, the disciple speaks the truth because the Holy Spirit is always in him. And now the disciple live all the time the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is very consoling, especially in this pandemic situation. Because many times, some people, they feel they are abandoned. And therefore, we can ask ourselves also as our contemplatio, when have I felt abandoned or lost? What has strengthened and comforted me in those times? Especially for us who feel abandoned, somehow we ask ourselves, ba iniwanan ba tayo ni, ni Lord? But ba naman pinayagan niya itong virus na ito, pumunta rito sa mundong ito, di ba? But even though the virus is here, God is present here. And He wants us to imbibe 
his virus, the virus of love, which is actually another pandemic that we should spread around, diba? And we have learned many lessons, I'm sure, during this COVID-19 pandemic. And perhaps God also wants us to learn more about Him. And this is actually learning more that God is not far from us. He is in us. He is with us. And then another question here is, how do the people know that I live in the presence of God? Sa akin, parang yan, simple lang yan eh. They will know that you live in the presence of God if you are always happy. If you are always, you know, joyful, kahit na meron mga pagsubok sa buhay. Alam mo na hindi ka pababayaan ng Panginoon. Alam mo na ang Diyos ay naanjan lang. Alam mo hindi ka nabandona ng Panginoon. They will know that you are living in the presence of God because you are happy, you are joyful, and you are cheerful. Because God is always in you. My dear brothers and sisters, let us end this Lecture Divina with a prayer. And I invite all of you, even your family, to continue meditating on this word and perhaps also making a short prayer as a family. And let me end with this closing prayer from Psalm 66 which actually gives us consolation also during this pandemic situation. Shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing praise to the glory of His name. Proclaim His glorious praise. Say to God, how tremendous are your deeds. Let all on earth worship and sing praise to you. Sing praise to your name. Come and see the works of God. His tremendous deeds among the children of Adam. He has changed the sea into dry land. To the river they pass on foot. Therefore, let us rejoice in Him. He rules by His mighty might forever. Hear now, all you who fear God, while I declare what He has done for me. Blessed be God, who refused me not, my prayer for His kindness. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And let me give you the blessing. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good night and thank you. See you next week.